Welcome to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I got a very special guest here, Mr. Uh, Justin Spears. And before we get to Justin in a second, just got to tell you about DraftKings. You put down a $5 wager on any NFL game. If your team wins, you know what? You get $200 to play with. Take advantage of it. I know a lot of people out, out there have. Don't be the last one. So now we got Mr. Justin Spears on here. Here's the great thing about uh, Justin. Justin's got his own show, ESPN Radio, Spears and Ali. Justin also is writing for the Arizona Daily Star, the Wildcaster, multimedia extraordinaire. Justin, I, I feel like I'm forgetting something in your resume right now. And if I am, please remind me. No, honestly, uh, that is it right now. Uh, the only thing that's you know still kind of active but on hiatus is uh, the Total BS podcast that I have with you know, mm -hmm. PHNX Sports' very own Saul Bookman. Unfortunately, life has gotten very busy, and mm -hmm. uh, we're at a point right now where we kind of, kind of, you know, put that away. But hopefully, we can get Total BS Podcast up and running again. But no, man, you checked all the boxes, man. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, can't thank you enough. So we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk some Arizona football. We're going to talk some Arizona basketball little bit of a quarterback situation, some Adia Barnes, but yeah. let's just get right into it first. You got the Arizona quarterback situation, or excuse me, you got the Arizona Colorado game this past week. And people keep asking me, they say, you know, Mike, is this rock bottom for Arizona football? And to me, I don't know that it gets much more rock bottom than NAU just yeah. because you lost that, you lost a game to an, you know, an FCS team, but uh, that to me is rock bottom. This is just a team that just isn't very good and there's not a lot of talent, but I can't blame Jed Fish for that. No, you can't, you know, really blame him at all. But on the other side, you know, Kevin Sumlin did beat NAU. Mm -hmm. You know? No, I know for sure. And that's a hard one to get past. Yeah. And then you also, you know, look at, you know, kind of the play calling here. And I'm not, you know, a, a head coach by any, you know, stretch of the imagination, but I also look at, you know, what we, what Jed Fish says about his quarterbacks, for instance, right. Gunnar Cruz, you get this big six foot five kid from, uh, you know, he's originally from Gilbert, Arizona. He played at Queen Creek, goes to Washington State. Things don't work out there. Enters a transfer portal, and all, and he looks the part, right? He looks like a Division no One Power Five quarterback. And then we all we hear about is, man, this Gunnar Cruz guy. He's got a rocking arm. He's got such a strong arm. He's different than the other guys because of his arm strength. Well, all this arm strength, why didn't we see that in Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. Why is the average yards per target only just a little bit over four yards? When right. this kid's got incredible arm strength, so why are you calling plays where it's just bubble screens, fly sweeps? The play calling just didn't seem to, to mesh with what Jet Fish said about Gunnar Cruz's skill set. So um, I don't know where Arizona goes to now. Uh, they have a back issue that I thought would be resolved by this point in the season. And honestly, I thought Arizona would have a win or two at this point in the season. But here we are talking about them riding an 18-game losing streak, and I honestly don't see any sights in the future where that ends. Yeah, Justin, and I go back and forth on it a little bit, and we're going to talk about Gunnar Cruz here a little bit. And first, we got to say that it seems like Gunnar's a good dude. By all accounts, you don't really hear negative things about him, so we're strictly just talking on the field. But watching yeah. him against the watching him against the Colorado Buffalo, and I had a couple people from Colorado ask me, 
They say, it seems that you guys are more interested in the, and you guys, I'm obviously not a coach. I wouldn't have the first idea what to do, but he said, it seems like you guys are more interested in the horizontal passing game than the vertical passing game. And that to me is a little bit of the issue because if you got Will Plummer out there and I'm not saying that Will Plummer isn't, you know, that Will Plummer is the greatest uh, quarterback in the world. Certainly not what I'm saying right there, but at least when Will Plummer comes in the game, he's pushing the ball downfield. He's trying to get the ball to guys to the wide receiver position. And with, when you got Gunnar Cruz in there, I don't really see that. It's far more of just, you know, let, let's swing it out to the, let's swing it out to the running back. You know, let's take the the two yard check in front of me, or let's just chuck it 30 yards out of bounds. It That seems to be basically the three plays that are in there. And I think that's hard for a team to rally around Justin. Yeah. And both their skill sets and the issues that we've seen, we've all seen it in spring ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you, if you look at, you know, their high school stats, you know, both of them played against each other uh, growing up in the Gilbert area. Gunnar Cruz is at uh, Castile High School where um, uh, Plummer was at Gilbert. And mm-hmm. you look at their stats and it's very similar to what you're seeing now. Will Plummer is a little bit more reckless with the football, a gunslinger. But I like quarterbacks who take chances down the field because that's something that Gunnar Cruz didn't do. Time and time again, we would see wide receivers or tight ends completely open down the field, and Gunnar Cruz just isn't making that read. And then he's holding on to the ball too long, and unfortunately for Arizona, they don't have the personnel up front to give Gunnar Cruz all the time in the world to make a read and then make that throw. Where Will Plummer, he's very quick on his feet, and I always thought with – the way Arizona is set up now that Will Plummer was the right quarterback. And I was honestly a little bit surprised when Gunnar Cruz went out there against BYU rather than Will Plummer because of, you know, all the things that we just said, Will Plummer takes those chances down the field. He's a quicker thinker, but that also gets you in trouble. You're more inclined to throw interceptions. We saw that against NAU. They really struggled to move the football. Then next thing you know, he throws a pick six and Arizona ends up losing to NAU for the first time since 1932. Um, and then, is that bad? Oh, that's that's very bad. I mean, when you lose to uh, opponent the first since Herbert Hoover was president, and it was at the the height of the Great Depression. And, I mean, Correct. that's awful. But you know, Will Plummer was a starting quarterback then during that NAU game, and then after that, when he was pulled and Jordan McLeod was the guy who took over, and you saw the depth chart. It was McLeod, Gunnar Cruz, Will Plummer. I really thought Will Plummer took his last snaps as an Arizona Wildcat. I thought that was it. It's done. But now Will Plummer comes into this position where he doesn't have to constantly look over his shoulder and wonder when is he going to get yanked for, for Gunnar Cruz or, or Jordan McLeod. And maybe this is good for Arizona because then Will Plummer can say, you know what, I got these two walk-ons behind me. It's going to take a lot for me to get pulled out of this game. So, hey, let's, let's rock it ready to go. And if you're Will Plummer, you have to look at this the second half of the season as this is tape. For me, in case I go to the transfer portal, I'm going to be honest with you, and this is not sourced by any means, but I would be very surprised if Will Plummer is with the Arizona Wildcats next year. So I would, you, yes, go ahead. No, I'm going to say use use these next six games as as film, show people that you're capable of being a Power Five quarterback or at least an FBS level quarterback. Then you can enter the transfer portal, and then. There you have it. All right. So let's talk a little bit. And first, let's get to the comments here. we got a couple coming in. And uh, uh, KB Thiel says, I think we all thought we'd have a win or two by now. 
don't see one coming for a long time. Our non-conference schedule next year is rough. And that's kind of where I am with that, Justin, because you've got NAU generally, which is until this year, you kind of think, okay, that's the throwaway. That's the easy win right there. And then it doesn't happen. But you look at next year, you've got Mississippi State, most likely a loss. San Diego State, definitely a loss. And then you've got North, uh, North Dakota State, and you're like, that that's going to be an issue right there, Justin, because yeah. I don't see any game right there where Arizona can look at it and say that's a gimme. And I think further or you know, further to the point, where exactly do the wins come from? Because you look around the trajectory of the conference, I don't see them. Yeah, I don't I don't see it either. Because I thought this week, this past weekend against Colorado, mm-hmm. I thought this was gonna be okay, this is a chance for Arizona to you know finally snap the the losing streak. Um, and just and just get right, man. They just need that one win so they can hit the reset button and just and just build from there. But that Colorado game, you know, I thought, okay, well, the Buffaloes have the worst passing offense in the Pac-12. Uh, Brendan Lewis isn't that great of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colorado Buffaloes, I mean, they're one and four. I, I know that they played Texas A&M very tough, but uh, this is just a bad Colorado team. So Arizona, they're six and a half point underdogs. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game. And right. then we're sitting at, was it 20 to nothing? And at that point, I had just lost all hope for, for Arizona getting a win. I'm like, there's no way they're coming back in this game because it's 20 to nothing. And yet Colorado hasn't even scored an offensive touchdown. Then the second half happened. Brennan Rice looks like his dad, Jerry Rice. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> and then they, sure. they lose 34 nothing. It's the first time they've been shut out in – nine years right i'm like this was a game that arizona was supposed to be competitive this Mm. was a winnable game for the arizona wildcats and i i understand that people you know want to say well you know kevin someone you know kind of drove the program into the ground and the the cupboards are empty i threw away the cupboards are empty claim once arizona was winning a possession at number three oregon and against ucla at home they have the talent to compete in the Pac-12, which is the big thing right now, and it's a huge domino in football, it's quarterback. And there's so much instability at quarterback. And then plus, you know, there's a, you know, some questionable play calling. When you yeah. couple those two things together, man, it's really hard to get a recipe to win. And you know what? If I'm Don Brown, the Arizona defensive coordinator, I'm looking at Jet Fish and the offensive staff like, guys, help me. We are doing everything that we can to keep us in the games we're bending. We're not breaking. How about you put some points on the board and, and keep us in games? We're doing our part. How about you guys do yours? Why don't we talk a little bit about another guy that we haven't discussed who could be on the uh, who could be on the agenda? I think he might get a little bit of reps. But uh, first, want to tell you all a little bit about DraftKings and got a great deal going on right now. You wager five dollars on any NFL game, and guess what? If you win, and guess what? You should because you got a 50-50 chance, then you get $200 in free plays. It doesn't come any better than that. This is basically free money if you win, and who knows what you can turn that into. The great thing about DraftKings is it's easy, and there's really no difficulty of navigating it. I can confirm that, and you know what? Anybody that's been on it can probably confirm that. And the one thing, though, is if you got a little bit of an issue, you know, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. And again, see DraftKings.com or DraftKings slash Sportsbook. 
PHNX code word for all of the details. And the cool thing too about being on here on PHNX is that we got guys like my guy Justin Spears right here, multimedia extraordinaire Justin Spears, who uh, <laughs> has his hands and his tentacles basically in every department of the athletic building at the U of A. And what we got going here, we got going for the Cardinals, for the Suns, for the even the Sun Devils. So give it a give it a look when you can. AZ Wildcats podcast. All right, uh, KB Thiel says no complaints with the defense. They're playing pretty well. I agree with that. Don Brown to me has been Don Brown to me has been every bit as advertised. And first and foremost, I like watching Don Brown because I like his interviews. I like his the way that he goes about just basically talking about things with people. Um, but one thing I did want to hit on you with a little bit here, Justin, is Jamari Joyner. Now, I'm not going to hold it against Jamari that he went to Cienega. Um, generally, you know, Go people. People from Cienega, they know what they're doing. Even the guy to the uh, right or left of me, depending on which vantage point you want to go with. But I've had a lot of people say, Justin, what's the drawback in giving Jamari some reps out there? And real reps, not like a wildcat or a package, but the kid came here as a quarterback. He's got a good arm, great athlete. And I'm, I kind of subscribe to that theory. What do you really have to lose at this point when you can't score points? Yeah, and honestly, I was very shocked to see Jamari Joyner not in at quarterback for at least one play on that uh, goal line uh, stance, or not, I wouldn't say stance, it was a goal line stance for for Colorado's mm -hmm. defense, but when they got the ball all the way down to the one-yard line, and they couldn't even move the ball one yard in four plays, you mean to tell me that you can't have one play with Jamari Joyner at quarterback? You mean to tell me you can't have Gunnar Cruz go under center and have a fullback like Clay Markov come in and just push you over the line for one yard? Um, it, that that part right there in the game was 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 very questionable. But Jamari was recruited to be a quarterback at Arizona. He was recruited by Rich Rodriguez, um, who at the time had a, a electric, dynamic quarterback in Khalil Tate. And the plan was Jamari was going to come in, kind of you know be the understudy to Khalil Tate for a couple of years and then take over the reins of the offense. And Rod Smith, the offensive coordinator at the time, I mean, the the, the playbook that he had for athletes like Khalil yeah. and Jamari, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that you give Jamari Joyner some time to understand uh, Rod Smith's playbook, I think he would have thrived uh, here as a quarterback at Arizona. It's just the, the tricky thing with moving Joyner to quarterback now is that there's so much verbiage and there's so much to understand Jed Fish's offense. It's very complex. That's why it took Will Plummer essentially all of spring ball to, to really turn a corner. You know, right. Will Plummer really, he struggled big time in spring ball. Then in the second half, turned a corner. Gunnar Cruz struggled in preseason training camp, but then started to make throws good enough to make sure that he's the starting quarterback. So there's a learning process. And Jed Fish said in his press conference this week that you know, I've only known Jamari Joyner as the wide receiver, and I've only known him as the injured wide receiver. He's been recovering and rehabbing this whole time, trying to get over that Jones fracture, which was the second time it's happened. Mm -hmm. And he did it at the end of spring ball, has been rehabbing this entire time. So now it's pretty much at the point where they're teaching Jamari the the playbook. They're getting him mm -hmm. some serious quarterback reps in practice. And I think the plan is, is that they're going to ride this Will Plummer train until the wheels fall off. And then, you know, if push comes to shove, you can have Jamari in a, in a setting 
to where he is serviceable. And that's actually the quote that Jetfish said. We want to make sure that Jamari is serviceable at the quarterback spot. So to be honest with you, let me ask I, you this. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was no, going to say, I mean, ask- the, the, the two walk-ons behind Will Plummer, as much, you know, they, they've been playing Luke Ashworth, super accurate, dude. We've seen the same drills. Hey, man. Him and, and Braden Zermino. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying, you never know how good these guys are. Who knows? Maybe Arizona's got this incredible walk-on that they're just, you know, holding back, and this is his opportunity to shine. I'm, you know, I don't want to, you know, throw any, you know, shade at those guys, but you have this ultra athlete in Jamari Joyner who's got quarterback pedigree. Mm-hmm. Why not, you know, experiment him? I don't think it's going to happen this week, but I think as the weeks go by, I think if Will Plummer, if, if this if this isn't going to work out, I think you're going to see Jamari Joyner start to get more reps at quarterback. I'm actually excited to see Will Plummer. I know that a lot of people are probably scratching their heads saying, what does that mean? You know, he lost to NAU. But for me, it's still one game. I watched the Colorado game, and again, I'm not saying that he's Nick Foles. That's not what I'm saying. But there is a, I think there's a capacity to push the ball downfield that we don't really have with any other quarterback that's been seen, maybe outside of Jordan McLeod, but he's got a better arm than Jordan McLeod, obviously. Uh, Scott Schlittenhart said free Ashworth right there. That's fantastic, by the way. Um, but no, I'm in on I'm in on giving Jamari a look just because I don't know what else you really have to lose. And like you said, too, anybody that's seen the young man, and again, he's had some foot injuries, so a lot of people maybe haven't seen the real, the true athlete, but the guy that we saw his freshman year towards the end of the season against ASU when he's breaking long uh, touchdown runs, that's the kind of athlete that this kid is that you you saw from day one that I've seen. He's got some he's got some wheels, and if I'm a defense, it it's more difficult for me to worry about a guy like that because I know that he can break one at any time there, Justin. 100%. And yeah, I remember talking to some high school football coaches who were uh, opponents of Jamari. He first started at South Point Catholic, then transferred uh, to mm-hmm. Sienega High School. Go Bobcats. Mm-hmm. And I asked uh, <laughs> South Point Catholic head coach Dennis Benet uh, the week that South Point played Sienega. And I, I, I was just so upset because it was the one game that year that Bijan Robinson was injured. He had like mm-hmm. a like a little ankle in so we couldn't get right. that Bijan versus Jamari showdown. But um I asked Dennis Nay, I'm like, so you know Jamari, what do you what do you think about him as, as quarterback? He's committed to Arizona and he said, you know, Jamari Joyner is a once in a generational talent at the quarterback mm-hmm. spot. I've heard people say that he is the best quarterback to play in Tucson since a guy that played at your alma mater, Mr. Mike Luke, and that guy goes Ooh. by the name of Rod, Rodney Pete. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. And, I, and, I'm like, well, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, Jamari's good. I'm like, I'm sure Mike Luke's going to be like, yeah, but have you seen uh, Reggie Robertson? Reggie Robertson. <laughs> you know, have you seen that guy? Hey, unfortunately right. for him, um, you know, he had a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers playing at Cal at the same time, so he was unable uh, to get some playing time. But, you know, Jamari Joyner, we've seen him as quarterback. All you know during his high school career, supreme athlete, and is was pretty much always the best player on the field. And the swagger that he brings, um, he has a true presence on the field when he's playing quarterback. And you know what? Hey, let's get weird at this point in the season. Of what I'm going to repeat exactly what you said, Mike. What do you have to lose? You're riding an 18 game losing streak. You're the only winless team in the FBS besides UNLV to be in that company. You got to throw the kitchen sink. At, mm-hmm. at your next opponent, you gotta you gotta throw everything 
And if that means, you know, getting Jamari Joyner some serious playing time, then that, that's what you got to do. And who knows, maybe you can pull off the unthinkable and finally get a win so you can just finally stop all of this and move forward. What we're about here in the AZ Wildcats podcast is also helping you earn money. And the best thing that you can do is go to DraftKings and put in code word PHNX. Here's the deal. You bet $5 on an NFL game. You win the game. You get $200 in free plays. Now, I'm not very good, at least historically, on some of this stuff. But I'll tell you one thing, Mr. Spears. I looked at the over-under in the Arizona-Colorado game of 46 and a half. And it looked a little odd to me. It seemed a little high. And you know what? Every now and then, uh, I'm right on something. And that seemed a little high. I also liked Colorado to cover. So if you took my word for it, might be your fault. But you could hop on and uh, make some money at DraftKings. And that's the cool thing about it. Now, I also want to talk a little bit about Manscaped. Justin and I were talking about Manscaped <laughs> before we got on here today. And disclaimer... Uh, it's not really a disclaimer. I didn't have to read it. But uh, Justin actually has Manscaped. Tell me, tell, without getting too specific, Justin, tell us about Manscaped <laughs> and about how it's made Justin Spears a better man. Honestly, man, um, I, I was in need of a, of a new razor. You know, you, you got to, you know, keep everything all trimmed up and neat. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, man, I've heard a lot of great things about this Manscaped. So I went and I got it. And it's amazing. Like, it's it charges super quick when on power button so you can kind of see what you're doing if you're in a dark setting you can you know you have some light available and man i'm really kicking myself because i know uh saul bookman phnx sports is gm when mm -hmm. i told him that i got a manscaped razor he like almost like defriended me like he was like i'm 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 going to i'm out i'm out dude i have literally six razors I have so many Manscaped things. You could have just hit me up, and man, I, and I would have took care of you. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, but it's worth every penny. I'm glad I bought it at the end of the day. But hey, I'm, well, I'm all we, about Manscaped. We talked about the benefits of Manscaped. Now let's talk about how you go about doing it. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code word PHNX at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off free shipping with code word PHNX at manscaped.com. If it worked for Justin Spears, it can work for you. You know what? I'm employing it as well. So you know what? Uh, two endorsements are better than one. Give it a shot. All 100%. right. Now, speaking of giving it a shot, let's talk a little U of A hoop right here. Oh, I think now, you're talking about Nick Rolovich. <laughs> uh, oh, well, that's one of the things, you know, Nick, uh, you know, in peace. I mean, you had your choice right there. For sure. That was good. I like that. Uh, Justin, I think this team, I think this Arizona team by the end of the season in hoops, men's basketball, and we'll get to a, a women's in just a second. I think that they can be back end top 25 good. Yeah. I came away from the red blue game thinking to myself, there'll be some growing pains, but this roster to me feels far more conducive to what Tommy Lloyd uh, to, wants to do than maybe what Sean Miller would have wanted to do. I think you're going to see guys that may not have otherwise seen their creativity really put out there. I think you're going to see them in a little bit of a different light out there, Justin, from the up and down pace that we're going to see. 100%, man. And, you know, Arizona comes into the season with 26 AP top 25 votes, so they're mm -hmm. not ranked, but they're on the outside looking in right there at number 29. And, and they have plenty of opportunities 
to get into the AP Top 25 before they get into the bulk of Pac-12 play. I'm really looking at you know Las Vegas. Um, also, when they play Illinois on the road as well, I mean that's going to be a very tough challenge for them. And if they win that game, you know maybe they start turning some heads. But I love the roster that they have, and I love the right? core that they have in place. Uh, you know, first off, I think the the, the two guys that are just going to be the the one two punch for the Arizona Wildcats this year, and, and of course they're the only two guys who made the preseason All Pac-12 team: Azulus Tubelis and Ben Matherin. Ben Matherin, who was also named to the Jerry West Award watch list earlier today for the nation's top shooting guard, which is kind of bizarre because he only played small forward and a little <laughs> bit of power forward last year. Too, dude. So <laughs> maybe he gets some run at shooting guard, you know, and, and right. gets that. But um, I, I love Ben on the wing, and I also love Azulus Tubelis, who was named to the preseason All Pac-12 first team. Uh, I had a chance to talk to him at media day, and I'm like, so like, what's the what's the plan for you? And, you know, he said, uh, uh, Tommy just says that he wants me to be more dominant. He mm-hmm. wants me to be aggressive. And if I'm really feeling it, have the ability to completely take over a game. And I think this is where you're going to start to see the DeMontis Sabonis comparisons really mm-hmm. come to fruition. They're right. both from Lithuania. They both have a similar frame and both have a very similar skill set. Both so lefties. You, both lefties, too. So I think you're going to see Azulis Tubelis maybe step out his game a little bit more, you know, knock down the occasional three, long twos, really face up the basket, but also attack the basket as well and dominate the way that Tommy Lloyd says he wants him to. Yeah, and, and Ben uh, Matherin, I was very impressed with him when I saw him at media day. He said, he's like, yeah, I gained 15 pounds. And you can see him. Ben looks uh-huh. like he really, uh-huh. you know, uh, took advantage of that Chris Round strength and conditioning program. You know, the, the, the 15 pounds that he put, he put on – I mean, you could see it in practice the way he goes up and attacks the rim. Those two guys right there are going to be huge. And then you add in the supporting pieces, guy like Kirk Kreisa, who's very motivated to show that he's one of the top point guards in not only the Pac-12, but in college basketball. Uh, Rem Bacchamus, the assistant coach, mm-hmm. actually posted a list of all the guys who made the Bob Cousy preseason watch list. And not, none of them were Kirk Kreisa's name, and he pretty much left the message did you outwork these guys? Did you watch more film than them? Did you do all these things to show that you're a better player? Well, you got five months to do it, so let's get rocking and rolling. This coaching staff, man, they're motivating these guys. The the players, the core pieces, they're going from you know freshmen to sophomores. You, Mike, you know about this, that jump that you make from your first year mm-hmm. to second year. It's tremendous, and I, I truly believe that Arizona is, is going to really make some noise in the Pac-12 this year. Are they as good as UCLA? Uh, no, but they're going to be very, very close. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I think when I look at the Pac-12, and I think, do you have a vote, Justin? Because you have a vote for a lot of big things. I don't. Unfortunately, oh, the only vote I have, doing, dude? unfortunately, the only vote I have is for the Heisman Trophy. That no. is it. <laughs> well, that's a good vote to have. Then. <laughs> I have an idea who you might be voting for, just a guess, but um, maybe a local guy. Unfortunately, too. Uh, not unfortunately. The Tucson native that you're thinking about, his team can't win big games whenever he has his Heisman moment. Right. Which every game is a Heisman moment. Right. So one thing, though, before we switch over to some Adia Barnes uh, talk that really kind of caught my eye was when um, Tommy Lloyd said that Christian Coloco could be an all-conference caliber player. And that, first of all, I'd love to be wrong on that. 
my experience that well, my experience again, I'm asking, I'm acting like I'm John Wooden or something. But uh, my experience though is generally when guys don't have great hands, and we saw that with Caleb Tarzuski, that <laughs> yeah. it kind of limits what they can do offensively. And I, I don't know, I'd love to be wrong on that, but I think that limits kind of what they can do there, Justin. But uh, you know, what do you th- what do you think about what Tommy Lloyd had to say? Well, specifically about Christian Coloco, um, you know, he spent a lot of time with Chris Rounds getting his body right. And you know, Christian Coloco comes from a soccer background. People forget that basketball was never his first sport. He was always a soccer player who just picked up basketball. And I think that was kind of a, a similar case with Joel Embiid. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Christian Coloco is going to be Joel Embiid by any means, but he's a very finesse player. He's got He's got really good feet for a seven-footer. But yeah, you know, catching the ball, that's got to be, you know, the thing that, you know, he really works on. And we're, we're going to see that, you know, in games, if he really uh, ha- has worked on that. But, you know, nobody has seen more than Christian Coloco out of all the personnel that they have yeah. at Arizona. I couldn't believe this stat until Bruce Pascoe tweeted this during Red-Blue game. Bruce. Christian, Colo- Christian Coloco was the only player for Arizona this year to experience a Red-Blue game. Think about wow. that. The only one to experience red blue game. All the other guys like Azulis, Ben, Kerr, yeah, they, they were sense. all their first year was the COVID year. And then you add in the transfers and the freshmen. So Christian Coloco has seen a lot at Arizona. And the way his body has grown, the way his game has grown. Um, you know, I just I remember that one game where, you know, he could have I think he could have either tied the game or won the game at the free throw line. Yeah, against, against Oregon. Oregon. And he missed both free throws. And I thought, man. I feel so terrible for that kid. He's he's going to redeem himself one of these games. And I, I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but think about Jordan Hill, right? When Jordan Hill first got to Arizona, again, basketball was never his first sport. I believe he was a really good baseball player too. Right. Um, South Jordan, Carolina. Jordan Hill was a very raw prospect. And by the time he got to year three, he was the big man where you start to see, like, okay, he's got some NBA potential. I think Christian Coloco is kind of on that similar trajectory. I'm not saying he's going to be the eighth overall pick at some point in the NBA draft, but I think you can you know, kind of see the comparisons. We got my guy out here comparing uh, Christian Coloco to first to Joel Embiid and then Jordan Hill. So you know what? Uh, Justin, where can they follow you on Twitter again? <laughs> At Justin Esports right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So one thing again. DraftKings, that's where you want to hop on. You want to get rid. You want to put down five bucks. NFL game, you get $150 in, or excuse me, $200 in free plays if you win. A lot of people are taking advantage of this. A lot of people making some money right now. Got a lot of NFL games each week. And you know what? Take that time, look for that game, and then put down that money where you can get some cash right there. That's the great thing about what DraftKings is doing for you. All right, Justin. Can I bet on Christian Coloco blocks this year? But oh, I don't know that that's a thing. But you know what? You should man. We might be talking about that on uh, Go PHNX. We might be talking about that on the Wazy Wildcats podcast. So Justin, that's a good little call right there. Thank that's, you. It's almost like the guys in radio talking to me right now. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Adia Ball. Before we sign off, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit of Adia Barnes. And Arizona's finished to pick to finish towards the middle of the conference in women's hoops this year, and. I don't really know how accurate that is, but the one thing I'll say, Arizona has something so unique in Adia Barnes that 
she almost transcends kind of women's college basketball. Give me an idea. So when I was in Colorado this past week, I was talking with the guy and he's, um, we're talking a little bit about Arizona and he says, man, I sure like that women's hoops coach you got. She's fantastic. When was the last time that you, and you're all over the place, uh, but when was the last time that somebody randomly would just bring up women's college basketball to you and a team but that's because of what Adia Barnes brings to the table as the head coach of the women's basketball team. Oh, 100%. And, you know, they've they've done such a fantastic job of getting this community to, to rally around the team. You see that now with games, uh, they're drawing more. You know, Adia Barnes said that I think they have a little bit over like 5,000 season tickets. They're pushing to 6,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember going to Arizona basketball games where you could literally sit at the top of McHale Center and yeah. um, actually, you couldn't go to the top of McHale Center because at that time, nobody went to the game, so they dropped the curtains, and all that was available was the lower bowl. But you mm-hmm. could still go out into the crowd and be like, okay, there's one, two, three, four. <laughs> literally, literally. There, there is nobody at these games. And then now here we are. I mean, they're, they're putting people in the stands, and it's because of the job that Adia Barnes has done. She loves the University of, of Arizona, and, you know, she – just crafted all of this perfectly. It was it was the perfect storm. She's at Washington, comes over to Arizona. She takes this stud by the name of Ari McDonald to come over and, and sell her on the, the point that, okay, you're essentially going to be a pioneer for this program. You're going to lay the foundation for us and get us on a trajectory so we can compete at the same level as Stanford, compete at the same level as, as Oregon, UCLA, even the Yukons and the South Carolinas and the Louisvilles. Um, so you get this, this star player in Aaron McDonald, who's the, you know, the, one of the all-time basketball greats, men or women's. And then you add these supporting cast members around her. You go into the transfer portal, get people to come over. Then you recruit at a high level. They got a McDonald's All-American by the name of Kate Reese, who is transformed into a role player for Arizona and then it's the, the slow buildup. Okay, let's start winning some games. Let's get some key wins like over ASU, an upset win over Stanford. Well, let's win the WNIT. Let's sell out McHale Center, win a WNIT championship. Unfortunately, they didn't get a really uh, a chance to spread their wings in the 2020 NCAA tournament because, you know, Rona, yeah, COVID right. happened, and uh, that put a halt to the sports world as we know it. But then they got the COVID year. And then in that season – they pulled off the greatest year in Arizona women's basketball history. By a mile. By a mile. Not even close. Right. right? They never been even been to the Elite Eight. They never even went to the Final Four. They never even went to the National Championship. And with that, they were one bucket away from winning a National Championship. And on the way to that game, they punched UConn in the face. Mm-hmm. So you get all of this. And I know Erin McDonald, she ended up you know, going to the WNBA draft and is doing her thing with the Atlanta Dream. I know that Arizona is going to miss her 21 points per game, but you have Sam Thomas who loves the university of Arizona and has been a perfect ambassador for not only the women's basketball program, but for the U of a, she's done great things for NIL and speaking on the behalf of student athletes in that endeavor. Kate Reese is coming back. They go into the transfer portal, get some more key transfers from key programs, like getting a Raya Copeland, a key front court player from Alabama Coy Love, who's going to help out the backcourt, uh, you know, she's from Vanderbilt. 
I just I love the way this team is is thriving right now. And Adia Barnes has just done such a fantastic job at selling the program to recruits across the country, selling the program to Tucson, and we have an absolute gem in Adia Barnes. And I'm just so thankful that Baylor's big pockets didn't woo Adia Barnes away from Arizona. And I'm really thankful that Arizona's administration realized we can't mess this up. So Adia Barnes, let's reconstruct your contract. Whatever you want, you got it, and you're going to stay here at Arizona. All right, Justin, I can't thank you enough for coming on, my man. Before we let you go, where can they find you weekdays from 3 to 6? Well, first of all, I am uh, very honored to, to be on PHNX Sports. You guys are doing unbelievable things. Um, you know, Saul Bookman as the general manager and with you, you down here in, in Tucson, you know, holding it down for the, for the Wildcats page. Just a, it's an all-star cast of journalists here in Arizona. So um, I, I can't sign off without, you know, saying kudos to what you guys are doing. I'm a big fan of, of PHNX Sports and everything that you guys do. But you can follow me on Twitter at Justin Esports. And then weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on ESPN Tucson, 104.9 FM, 1490 AM. Or you can go to ESPNTucson.com. Uh, you can listen to Spears and Ali, myself, Ali Farhang. We talk all things Arizona sports, national sports. I mean, it's a it's a crazy time. And we're right. always having fun on ESPN Tucson. And you can also subscribe to Spears and Ali uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. And uh, you, think you can also catch some written content from my guy. Where can they find you? Yes, so go to Tucson.com, support local journalism, get an online Mm -hmm. subscription to the Arizona Daily Star. It's super cheap. Uh, Even if you don't have to get the paper, just online subscription, very cheap. Go to Tucson.com and find all that. Or if you're a cheapskate like me and you like free stuff, I mean, who doesn't love free stuff? Um, Go and download uh, the Wildcaster app. Uh, You get all the Arizona Daily Star sports content for Mm -hmm. free. Right. Okay. Justin, can't thank you enough. We're going to have Sterling Lane, four-star U of A football uh, linebacker on Thursday. He's going to kind of follow with what we did with Noah Fafita and Keon Burnett, give you some optimism on the uh, everything going forward. But for Justin Spears, I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. (laughs) 